Albertson hate. Well, that's because we don't like Tom Brady, and I don't know how anyone does. Why? He's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. What makes him the greatest? What? Yeah, what makes him the greatest? He wins football games. Does he? Yeah. Because I feel like half half his Super Bowls are because of Adam Vinatieri. Or the first one where he didn't do anything and the defense helped him win that. Or the last one where it took the Chiefs having no offensive line. I can't win him close. And he's 43. He could be 40. He's going to be 44. Yeah, well, well quarterbacks played till he's 44 and still played well. They didn't have to play till he's 70 and he's going to have 15 championship rings. They didn't have the kind of drugs they have now. Oh, gosh. I mean, you can't hit quarterbacks anymore either. Hey, Steve DeBerg would probably still be playing if, you know, Tom, he didn't get Tom Brady. Tom Brady came out with the greatest statement about targeting of anybody yet. And you can't argue with that. I didn't listen to it. You didn't listen to it, exactly. Why would I? I because he's, he's an old man yelling at the clouds, crying about you know jersey numbers. He don't care about jersey numbers. Oh, he does. He's just getting you riled up. It ain't going to matter to him. He's bitched about it multiple times. He's just got everybody fired up. And he's just laughing over there in Tampa Bay, getting ready to win him another championship. But the Cowboys are going to beat him tomorrow night. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> and go you're maybe, the worst, maybe the worst sports fan I've ever met. I'm going to Arrowhead. Or, sorry, is it Arrowhead still? Or um, Yes. <laughs> they just changed the name of the field. November 21st, Dallas is playing at Arrowhead. I'll be the only one there in Dallas gear. No, you won't. I know. You fair Probably. weather fans are everywhere. <laughs> Which I don't even know how you can be a I don't even know how you can be a fair weather fan with the Cowboys. Hey, thank you. You can't be. They suck every year. I don't even know what to like about them. But this is the year. I've watched them ever since my grandpa was a big Cowboys fan. Mm. I watched them every Sunday with him growing up. And then, I mean, I liked them when they had Quincy Carter as their quarterback. That's all I can ever remember. And if I tell people that you cheer for a team when Quincy Carter was a quarterback, you were actually a fan. Do you go to Georgia? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Feels like Georgia. I don't know. Maybe. But it's just, it was so bad. It's been brutal. Uh, I almost texted you on Saturday about your woo pig sueys. Want to know? Yeah, it wasn't pretty. What's the, what's the record say? <laughs> Want to know? It looks like three and six again. It looks like they're going to be Texas Saturday. At home, sellout crowd for the first time since like 2017. Because we've yeah. sucked. You know, 
I don't understand the chant either. It's not even a cool one. The Whoopik Suey? Yeah, it's not. Boy, you go go to a Razorback baseball game when the opposing team man, it's just it's something else. It's it's just intimidating. Hmm. How is their baseball team? One of a kind. Uh, one of the best in the country. They win the championship this year? I can't remember. No, they lost to NC State. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Who do you cheer for in, in college? I'm a Duke fan. And, ba- and everything? Yeah, you know, I pay attention to the football team, but there's not much to – I mean, they, they, lost, they lost to Charlotte on Saturday, so <laughs> – Ooh, As your boy man. Bill Belichick would say, on to Cincinnati, I'm on to basketball season, at least for them. I, I do like yeah. I do like I do like Missouri. Mm. So. What are they good at? Nothing. Mm, wrestling. Oh. Who cares about wrestling? They have the number 15 recruiting class for 2022. In football? Yep. Look at old Eli go. Eli's a stud. Oh. Gonna bring bring you back to your eight and fours. In the SEC, I think you have to take that. Yeah. I'd take eight and four. I'd yeah. take back. I'd, I'd like to go back to our Petrino days. Yeah, I know. Everyone gets this. <laughs> on their moral high horse in college sports, and it just – you don't win that way. And our AD that wasn't even there took a shot at him this year. It was funny. It was good. He got a cleat to the face in a practice, and his all face was all swollen up. And he said – and he put out on Twitter, don't worry, guys, I didn't get in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> Uh, that, that's pretty good, though. That's it was good. good. Anyways, let's you want to talk about uh, let's talk about football. football. Yeah. So Dean, Coach, so Coach Dean will listen to us. I think he's already logged off. Okay. But right. <laughs> really, really, all that matters is he started listening, and so we got the click. click. <laughs> did he pay the five dollars? Uh, I don't think he did. I did. Nah, I appreciate that. I still do for the for like the ten people that for some reason are still paying me. <laughs> I forget. Legitimately, I do though, because it's helping pay for the website. So you know. Oh, there you go. So again, anyone with a small business or that just wants to donate to MissouriEightManFootball.com, we will take those. Make you a pretty logo. Put it wherever you want. Put it at the top. Anyways, so done selling myself. What uh and we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Um, so I kind of know your opinion, but I was still shocked at what Stanbury did to Albany on Friday night. Um, I know Stanbury's really good, obviously, but kind of thought Albany would be better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you take it as saying that Albany's not better. I think, I think Albany's still a good football team. I think you know that. I mean, Coach Fountain does a good job. I think 
what we found out Friday from that game is Stanbury is just really good on both sides of the football. They do what they want. You knew coming in they were going to be good this week. You're going to get a good matchup, I think, too, of finding out who's 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 truly number one in the state. And then, but no, Sanbury, proven how good they are, um, year in and year out. I think they've had one down year. It's it's amazing what they do over there, especially with the young kids they have. Yeah, how how important is a week three game? So, like, let's say that Sanbury beats King City by twenty. How important is that? Like, is there, you know, if they meet up again sometime down the road, is that really going to matter? Because I, I, I don't think it does. Personally. Uh, no, I think it matters. I think it does matter in a sense of, in a way, I mean, you go back and um, you just think about it. I mean, Stanbury's team that's built for the playoffs, they, I mean, they're always there. They play well down the stretch. They play good defense. Um, King City, as of late, hasn't done much um, late that I can remember off the top of my head. I think that's a bigger game for them than it is Stanbury. You know what you're going to get from Stanbury. Um, But then, too, I mean, you go back. I'll just call out a specific example that was a part of. I mean, we went to Worth County. Oh, in 2000 and what year was that, 18? In week seven so. and, beat them, and beat them pretty handily. Controlled the whole game against a team that was uh, really good, that we had really no business being, on, being able to beat probably. Um, and we go and beat them. And then we go back to their place for the state semifinal game. And So how much does that win actually matter? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just – it's a big-time game. But it's fun to see. Was it the snow? Is that what it cost you? Um, it didn't help. All I know is if you drove to Albany that day, it didn't snow a lick. Hmm. Disappointing. I would rather been in Albany. I was so happy that you lost at halftime. So happy. <laughs> I um, was miserable. The snow was to the point it wasn't even melting on my arms anymore. It was just sticking. I was I was accumulating snow on my arms that day. So someone suggests you wear like um, they have this clothing that covers your you know, your arms. Um, you even put things on your hands, and they they keep your body warm. I think they call them like coats, gloves. Things like that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you talking about? No, that's that's bogus. Um, won't ever do it. There's a couple things that um, I live and die by as a coach. Some a couple things that I get um, that I I would get pretty animated about. That's one of them. Can't let Man. the kids. I, I've had. I mean, I'm sure parents think I'm crazy. Um, players started to not think I was crazy. They started to buy in. I don't let my skill guys, if you touch the football, you don't put a sleeve on. No sleeves. Not allowed. Um, so, if I'm not going to let you wear sleeves, I'm not going to put sleeves on. So, that's what we do. I've been called um, 
crazy and I call myself stupid, but it is what it is. And I believe it helps win football games. But anyway, continuing to talk football. Um, we can we can keep chasing rabbits, but oh, it's what the people want. Tell uh, me, tell tell me what about that Lockwood game? What do you want to know? Well, it was a good one. It was. It was really good. Uh, Coach Dean asked asked me if it was the best game I'd ever seen. It's hard to judge. Uh, It should be a little easier because the way eight-man football is set up or the way it just works out, you don't see a whole lot of good games. You'll see some close ones. You don't see games end up coming down to the wire. Close games normally end up being a two- or three-score game. Yeah, and without, you know, automatic extra points, you know, it's it's difficult yeah. to get the overtime too. Yes, um, absolutely. I I was really impressed um, because Lockwood had, a, had they had good skill players, but they were they weren't big. They were more shifty, and I was really impressed with just their fight. Um, you know, they gave. Their fullback was getting like three yards of carry at one point, and he was not the size of a fullback. Um, but he just kept running, kept running. Um, and then the like her kid that had never played quarterback and then was thrown in there, he was really impressive. Uh, Remind me a bit of a Johnny Manziel. Uh, obviously, you know, throwing the ball is not his strength, um, but just the way he was running and scrambling around. And then Jasper, even like they got some dudes, um, and I—that's not something you typically see down south. It's hard to find teams that have multiple guys. You know, even like Rich Hill last year uh, had the running back, and now I'm drawing a blank. Um, but he was really good. But that was kind of about it. Uh, their quarterback was decent, um, and I saw him on Friday, and that's he struggled. But, uh, but, yeah, Jasper's got some running backs. They got a freshman quarterback that's built well, and I think, you know, doing the right things. I don't – you know, they're not catching the north. I'm not projecting either of them teams to win a state title. But I think the more teams that drop down there, um, the better it's going to get. Uh, they're just they're just playing that game and catching up with the north, really. You know, yeah. the north has been doing it forever. And so I, th- I think, of course, I've been saying this for three years that the South is catching up, and that started with Appleton City, um, and then they, whew, they're uh, they're gonna be down for a couple of years, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, like their coaches, football field's amazing down there. Oh, oh I, 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 that's what I was about to say. It was immaculate. It looks like turf on grass. Yeah, yeah, and I maybe I as a journalist, I should have really you know pressured him with what he does because I don't understand it. I don't I don't know how you do it. I know it people like, that take. Wasn't the grass real short? Yeah, yeah, it looked like uh, right. you know green, like you were out there on the links. I don't know. You need to know. That's perfect. That's what that's what you need. I mean, everywhere you go around here, the grass is tall. I could have kicked a good onside kick on that field. There was a lot of those. There was a lot of those. There was? Proud. Yes. Okay. 
Now we're going to chase the rabbit right here. That was part of the like the momentum swings. It's like one team has momentum, onside kick. Um, Did they kick them every time? No, not every time. No, they they haven't completely bought in yet. But people need to start buying in. Yeah, or the other thing that would made you mad was the uh, defensive touchdown. Where the running back and he had run to the pile and I couldn't really see what happened. All I know is the linebacker just took the ball from him and then ran 40 yards for a touchdown. But not something you see very often. So it was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um but I wanted to ask no, you though. I'm go ahead. Well, is this still on the uh, Lockwood game or you changing the subject? I was changing the subject, but go ahead. All right. Well, no, I was just going to ask you, um, because I know you went to Pattonsburg, um, and I haven't seen Schuyler County, but the quarterback is second in state. How good is he? I, I mean, I was shocked. I mean, the kid could sling it. I was uh, – um, I, I would like to get – I think he's young. I don't know how old he is. He looked young. Hey, sophomore. Yes. Holy cow, yeah. six three? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And he was and he had a good arm. I mean, I, I want to say the first ball he threw, or the first good ball he threw, we were sitting there and he threw it about 40 yards on a dime for a touchdown. Just the defense all over. I was like, oh my goodness, this kid can sling it. And I was like, maybe, who knows? And he just kept doing it. Now I know they Got stopped a couple of times, some incompletions. The kid's got – I think he'll just get better every week. I know he was like 13 of 49 week one, if that was the right stat line, which isn't very good. Um, yeah, he, it says he's 27 to 77 now, so not a great percentage, mm-hmm. which is going to be what but, I wanted. But they throw it a lot, and, I mean, there was a stretch there where they went back and forth. It felt like touchdown, 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 touchdown. There was no tackles made. It was It was brutal, but – um, as much as I, you think I don't like to play defense, I like to see some tackling every now and then. I don't like to see my guys get tackled, but the other teams like need to be tackled. Um, but no, the kid's good. I mean, he's got a lot of problems. I think their whole team's got to be pretty young because they didn't have many, they didn't have very many kids last year. Um, a lot of size, not much skill, and they had a lot of skill guys that I was impressed with. That quarterbacks got a lot of potential. Um. I mean, he's tall. I mean, he looks he looks the part. He looks like a quarterback, pretty mobile. Uh, I was just as a as a guy who likes to throw the ball. It's like I'd like to get my hands on him. But no, he, he he's going to be a good player going forward. Um, and I and I like the fact that they're they're spreading it out and throwing it and not getting away from. It. Even though the percentages may be low, he's letting them uh, and they know what they got and they're gonna they're gonna roll with it. Yeah, and if if Max Preps is right, they only have three seniors, uh, and it looks like one junior maybe, and the rest are underclassmen. So um, it would be nice. Uh, yeah, I remember talking to their coach when they first decided to move, and he was a nice guy. And I don't know, you know, that's always my hope is that eventually all these catch up, and then you know, every week is somewhat challenging. Because um, I think, and I think, we almost, and I think I rubbed. I don't. I can't think of his name up there, but I think I rubbed him the wrong way last year. I just, if he has listen, he's got the things going the right way. 
and I like I like the quarterback, and I like what they're doing up there. So, you know what's and funny? He kicked a lot of onside kicks. Yeah, maybe you learned. Hey, that uh, at some point I'm going to go on my my spill of that today, but we'll we'll keep going. Well, <laughs> you you just have to accept it. I think, like. Coach Peterson always talks about like how he thinks people don't like him. And I haven't met anyone yet that at least will admit that. Uh, never asked uh, my guy over Mound City. He may have a different opinion. <laughs> but, but they just they love how honest he is because, I mean, you know, people he, don't he like him a lot on Friday night. People rub people wrong on Friday nights and get the best of people. And then when it's time to actually talk about it, it's most get along. But I don't know Peterson that well, but seems like a good dude. I just listen to my podcast, and that's that's him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, what about your boy Zane? Um, I was I was a little concerned after Week One, and I know things are going to get a lot tougher for them. Um, but how did they look offensively? Yeah, I mean, um, they threw it around a lot more. I think they're going to keep having to do that a little bit. But uh, he, he threw it well. I mean, um, made some good athletic plays. Look, looked like Zane, the Zane Reed I knew um, for sure. Um, and then, obviously, uh, with Brody Langfitt, the kid's a stud. I, guess, I mean, just as good as some of the guys we've had in the past. Um and just makes plays. I mean, I don't know how many touchdowns he ended up with the other night, but it was a crazy number. Because um, he went uh, like 75 yards, 60 – 75 yards to the house with like a minute left in the half and then turned around and got a pick six as time expired. I mean, the kid's good. Um, but, like you said, it's going to get – it's going to get tough for them these next few weeks. Um, they're playing size and – they don't have much size, and so I'll uh, see how they, they fare up But um, with that. But he looked good. You know what's crazy is he is not leading the state in receiving. No. Do you know, and do you kid, know who is? I, I do know, and I'm not shocked. No. Uh, what's shocking is he has nine receptions. And <laughs> Wait, what? He is averaging 36 yards a reception. He has nine receptions for all those yards. You're lying. No, no. I'm going to need Coach Bass to confirm that. I know uh, you're looking I, at it. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see this kid on uh, Saturday. Um, hey, Because I, I, I saw some highlights of last year, and he, he was impressive. All I know is every time I see the kid, he's on Twitter, obviously, and posting, but, like, the kid doesn't look like a sophomore. He's fast. I just the kid's good, and I know they got other kids around him. But holy cow! I mean, he's fast and he's built pretty stocky already. But um, I, I have a feeling he'll he'll probably finish that way at the end of the year. What's crazy looking at it is there is one kid or one team. Uh, as far as top ten receivers, one kid that's on a winning team, which kind of blows my mind. They're just teams you don't think of. 
Uh, so, like, Branson Miller from Knox County is number three in the state in receiving. The rest are from Schuyler County, Pattonsburg, Bramer, Schuyler County, Norburn Hardin Central. And then Northwest, the kids number nine in the state. I'm just saying, um, for you people that love to throw the ball, not looking good. Not looking good. <laughs> I mean, say what you want. It's worked. It works. You got to have them. You got to have the dudes. I mean, at the end of the day, who's got the dudes and can make it work with what you got? I mean, you got to do what and... – So, looking at this, and I, I'm not saying – it may not be next year, but I'm really starting to lean towards this Skyler County bandwagon. Because they have the sophomore quarterback. Now, there's this could be the Pattonsburg effect, um, where defense can sometimes be optional. But it's not ever this, optional. It's just tough Kale, sometimes. The sophomore Kale Windy leads the state in rushing. I saw that. I was like, I don't. It's weird. That's not the quarterback, right? No, no. Yeah, it's a sophomore running back. Um, see, they Charlie like to run the ball too. They, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I was shocked, and they looked young. I mean, they they had some big kids up front, but they weren't very big. Like their skill guys that made the plays, just you could tell they were young. It wasn't like they're not good. Like you could just tell the way they were built, the way they were made, because. Um, and they just made some plays, they, the way they moved and stuff. That You could tell they were young. And so, I mean, it would be interesting to see what they have going forward. And it seems like they're um, going the right direction. Yeah. Another game that shocked me a little bit, and we kind of talked about this a little bit last week. I think it was one of the games we picked. But uh, the weight room run won. Coach Caps, if you happen to listen, you got it done. I don't know what's going on in Santa Fe, um, but that is a hell of a turnaround that they've done. Now, I mean, North Wayne's in their first year. That score wasn't very close, was it? No. No, no, no. Yeah, I was – I was. Uh, I mean, shocked, but at the same time, I mean, hats off to Coach Caps. But. Yeah, because I, I don't care who you're playing. Like, it takes a good team – to do things like that, especially, you know, I know Northland is still trying to figure things out. Um, but man, to do that to a, you know, a Coach Bass led team, that is really impressive. Yeah. Um, I was shocked. I mean, obviously, have, we have a lot of respect for Coach Bass, but um, Coach I just Caps felt like too. Huh? Coach Caps, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. No, I mean, I, I knew they were going to be in that game. I didn't expect – like I said, we didn't expect that to happen. And so, a lot of respect to Coach Caps for that. It's just um, – thought Northland Christian going, – they're going the right direction. I think they still are. But, um, Santa, they wanted to make sure people knew who they were. <laughs> they, they were like, don't pick against us. 
Yep. So, so this Game week I did seven. not. I gotta stop losing Game. the Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how I did last week. Yeah. You lose in Twitter, that's not good. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. I just wanted them to build a bit of a lead in that way. Kind of feel good about themselves. And then, you know, make a late comeback. Comeback. I get you. And I noticed, I noticed in the pickums, he put out the, the, uh, the, the standings for him. That our boy uh, Magruder couldn't couldn't stay away. I know. I, I think he misses it. I think he misses oh yeah, it. for sure. Uh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't checked either. I don't know how well his team's doing. Um, Me neither. It's eleven, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know anything about this Donovan West team that LeBlond is playing? No, I don't want to talk. I know last year they weren't. Uh, we watched. I'm trying to think, didn't they play? Uh, I think they played Worth County last year, or two. Years I think ago. they played Worth County and LeBlanc last year. I think they played them. I think they're good. I think they're pretty good. But I don't know. You just never know. Yeah, it's Credit to LeBlanc because that that game was a lot closer than I thought it would be. And I think you said that that you thought Dwayne would keep that. You know, he'd have him ready to go. Now, of course, he was still disappointed in certain things, but you know, he was down to nothing. Yeah, I don't know how much he has back coming this week, but yeah, I think I think. Uh, Hayden's still out, uh, which I don't blame him for that. I would keep him on the shelf until he's 100%. Yeah. Um, but I think they're getting a lot of – Go ahead. I think they're getting a lot of their guys back. So. Yeah. the end of the day, these games, these games really matter when it comes to keeping kids healthy. Come on, Cobra. Yeah. Of course, he did say that his defense would have to be a little different this year because Pattonsburg actually runs the football a little bit. So, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. At some point, at some point, I'm going to put these videos up because that would have been, <laughs> that been worth it for the people to see. Oh no. But um, biggest game this week, East Action and South Holt. Yeah, so I'm, that's another one that <laughs> was that last week or week one. Let's see, week one they beat Southwest. Week two they play last week, not we Valley, right? Yeah, and we didn't think obviously we knew that East Action was going to win. And what was it? What was the score? Eighty-four to nothing. Eighty-four to nothing. And I'm going to say it again. East Atchison, I love Coach – I like Coach Barron's over there. Um, decided to let people know, hey, we're good. Watch out. And, you know, to be fair, they were neck and neck with Stanbury last year. Um, I have a 
And it's hard to say. I I think we're going to find out more this week, which is why I was more than willing to let Devin go to the King City Stanbury game, which obviously is the best game of the week. But I got to see how good East Atchison is. I think they're really good, but I want to know how close they are compared to South Hold, who's probably the second best team in that conference, which I'm sorry, 275, but that's not saying much. (laughs) Uh, No offense. Love all you coaches. Just pointing out the facts. (laughs) It's a down year for the 275. Um, But, you know, what I saw from South Holt week one was like physicality, which shocked me a little bit um, because when I first started covering them in like 18, 19, there was, it was a bit your style. Maybe we'll spread it out, not as physical defensively. Yeah. Um, you know, their problem week one was to just kept on the football. So we'll see because I don't know. Worth County won by 20 or whatever, but it was still closer than that. And then I don't know. You know, I don't, East Ashton hasn't played anyone good yet. So that's, I don't know much about what South Holt has anymore. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know. And I think East Atchison, I kind of know what they have. I know they had a young kid a couple of years ago. I think probably a senior now. Merriweather? Uh, probably. They have a lot of seniors. Okay. I don't know, but I just have a feeling that game uh, could get ugly. Really? Really? So, you're, going, I, with, you're going with East Atchison in that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do too. I, I think it'll be closer. Bold prediction, bold prediction for the next for the other big game too. Oh, okay. so I think we'll, we'll agree. I think I don't think it'll get ugly. I mean, it might. It has in the past when those two teams played. They didn't play last year because of COVID. Yeah, but uh, but that said, East Ashton's been pretty good the last few years. Um. You know, they were always they were the ones giving Mound City a fight when you know Mound City was loaded. So I guess we'll have to give Baron some credit. Maybe he knows what he's doing. I think, yeah, which obviously Pearson's good too. So it could it could be a good game. I could be wrong. I like to make bold predict yeah. bold statements that never turn out to be right. So yeah, I you know I think the most people think it depends on you know, South Holt's defense. But really, I think it, it kind of depends on, you know, what they're able to do, you know, against that East Ashton offense is because, you know, we all know that East Ashton's defense is going to shut you down for the most part. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult to score. Um, but can you control their offense enough to keep it close to where if there's a fumble or – you get a kickoff return or something like that. Um, they'll just have to make sure they take advantage of any opportunity they get and not get an, get an onside the ball. kick or three or four or five. Yes, yes. Kick the onside kicks. You have to. It doesn't make sense to, not to. You have to score to be able to do that, though. So that could be okay. their issue. Maybe so. We at least get one chance to kick one. Now, against that defense, though, do you still go for it all the time? Absolutely. Hmm. 
See, because I've always thought your reasoning behind that was because most of the time you were going to score. But you had great offenses too. If your offense was, we'll say they're average and they're not a passing offense, are you still going for it all the time? Oh, I mean, it depends. I mean, if, if you don't have, if we're not a passing, if you don't have the ability to throw the ball, I mean, like, if you're not spreading it out doing what the way we played, it's tough to go for it. No, I mean, I think it's it'd be tough to go for it every time. I mean, you have to have the bit like, because, I mean, if you get to fourth and eight and you don't throw the ball very well, like, and you're not comfortable throwing the ball, that's not a comfortable situation to be in. I mean, we were fourth and 15. I mean, gaining 15 yards for us was never an issue. Like, never, like, it, like a 15-yard play for us wasn't a big deal. Not, like, not because we were so good, just because the plays we ran were always down the field. So, it wasn't – we had plays comfortable to draw, like, where we, we could attack at 15 yards. Not not because we did anything special, not because we were just so good, like, oh, it was fourth and 15, we're better than you. We have plays like when it's first and ten, or like we can attack the fifteen yards. So that's why. I mean, you have to have you have to have plays to be able to attack, like that you're comfortable with, confident running that you're going to be able to pick up that yardage. That's what determines if you don't have a play you're comfortable with, to be able to go for like to say, oh, I can get this yardage. And yeah, and so I mean, the biggest one I can think of, and was last year against Albany, which I wasn't coaching that game. It was fourth and 31 with like 30 seconds left before the half. And we were on our like own three yard line. It was stupid. Like we were about to, like if we turned it over, we we're going to let them score again. We were already down like 40. They were beating our brains in. But we'd go for it and get like a 35 yard completion to Cameron Jones down the sideline. I mean, and so, and it's like, okay, that's why. Cause I told, I actually told our coach, I said, do not go for it. Like punt the ball. Let's get out of this. <laughs> And next thing I knew, we were running to play because he was like, listen, we've done it all year. And he was the coach who questioned me at the beginning of the year. He was a new coach. He's like, I don't know. He's like, this just seems crazy that we're going to go for it all the time. And he's like, he, he got on. He's like, listen, we've gone for it all year. He said, we're not changing now. I was like, okay. And so I just think if you got the plays, like when you go for it, like in those situations, if you got the play to attack it, go for it. I mean, that's why, that's why we do what we do. I mean, keep the offense out there. Um, I know the field will be shorter sometimes. And that's another thing. If you don't have – and then, like, kicking game, especially an eight-man, I'm going to go on this little spill just because I don't understand why coaches still kick it deep. I'll never understand. If you can't kick it into the end zone, don't kick it deep. I mean, I've, I've watched so many kickoffs. I mean, just like if they kick it, it doesn't get in the end zone, they're getting it to the 20 – what, the 25, 30-yard mm-hmm. line every time. What are you losing when you kick it onside? You're losing 10 yards. Like, what's that 10 yards mean to you? When if you kick it onside, you got a chance to get the ball back for a turnover. At the end of the day, that 25 yards to me, the 15, at the end of the day, too, if I have a kicker who can kick it through the up, like I if I'm kicking it deep, I better have a kicker who can kick it through the end zone every time. Work County had that one year. So you're starting the 15 yard line every time. That's 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 tough. I mean, um, but giving up that even that 25 yards to me, I don't, I mean, obviously. I'm a little different in the head when it comes to that stuff. But um, I'm kicking the ball every chance with the chance to force a turnover. I mean, every time you get an onside kick, it's a turnover. And you win that turnover battle, you win games normally. So, 
I don't understand, Coach. Like, I just – no offense. I don't understand kicking it and deep and then returning it to the 30 when you could have kicked it on side and had a chance to get it back. And um, Especially in the eight-man game because it feels so much shorter. I mean, in 11-man, mm-hmm. I can see a little bit more because you gain a lot more yardage if you kick it in the end. So, like, that 20 – that 50 yard, that extra 20 yards is a big deal in 11-man. Yeah. But, I mean, I still would play the same way in 11-man because – if anybody doesn't know, go watch Kevin Kelly setting records already on the college level. Going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that was big news. That was big news. Yeah. He's all over ESPN now, too. They're interviewing him. And I'm telling you, it's about to start spreading through college football. It's going to start spreading through football. All right. Well, I know you – just spent the last yeah. five minutes talking about onside kicks, but I'm gonna let you. <laughs> but uh, I know a few minutes ago you want to talk about uh, your boys in the GRC, so I'll let you have the floor for this one too. For the Stanbury game, yep. The Stanbury King City, um, my biggest deal. So King City's probably dual threat. You know what Stanbury's gonna do? They're gonna run the veer and they throw it decently well. I mean, they just when they have to, they do throw it, but um. They got the Sheaver kid at running back. I'm pretty sure – I don't uh, – Cameron kid, I think is the other kid's name. Mm-hmm. And then I think they got another fresh – I don't even know the amount of running backs they have. They have um, a lot of them. And they're good. Uh, and they have the best linemen in the state of Missouri. Probably on both sides of the ball. Um. And then, so what they're going to see is, so King City's probably got the more, du- more dual attack with uh, oh, Wells, at quarterback, being able to throw the ball, and then they can run it behind Muff. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very well against Stanbury. I think the old – I think his name is Oldham, I think. Mm-hmm. We'll eat them up, even though King City's got a decently good line. Um Actually, they have a really – I say, shouldn't say – they have a really, really good line up front. I think Oldham eats them, eats them up a little bit. Um, and then Stanbury's pass defense, really good. They play really good man-to-man defense. They've always given us – they always gave us fits. Uh, Hilt, Coach Hilton knows what he's doing. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I think they've – I think – I don't think that game – I think that game has a chance – and I'm going to take – I think it has a chance to get ugly as well. I think Stanbury's going to take it to him in that huh. one. Yeah. Stanbury has six running backs that are underclassmen. In Stanbury – Six. Stanbury – holy cow. <laughs> Stanbury – in Stanbury, um, they play football oh, – I don't know how to say this. Yeah. And they don't like – and I don't know, is the game at Stanbury? King City. At King City. Okay. Well, so. Yeah. But, I don't that doesn't change much for me. I, I think it had – I mean, it should be a close game, but I think Stanbury runs away with it down the stretch. Yeah. I don't – I don't know if they run away with it. I, I wouldn't have said that two weeks ago. Well, that's the thing about these, you know, these top two games is 
you know, South Holt's the only team that's played anyone that uh, had much success early on in the season or is projected to be good. Uh, so I don't – I think that would be interesting as well because, you know, both teams only played a half last week. You know, they gave Muff three carries in that game. And, you know, moment of silence for D-Cab because I, <laughs> I feel bad for him. I do. <laughs> I mean – Positive, they got some young kids doing some decent things. So, silver lining there. They don't have – it It really does seem unfair. You know, it's it's like Alabama in college football. It's just nonstop. And it's – you know, DCAP's like, hey, we just want to have a decent team. And then you have Stanberry, who's got six running backs that are 14 years old. And like <laughs> the smallest enrollment – one of the smallest enrollments in eight-man, by the way. Yeah, you know, like 60 kids in that high school. Yeah. And credit to Stanbury just in all sports, really, because they're good at basically everything. And they do – I don't – It maybe it's just something that they're bred into is like, hey, when you're born, you're playing sports. And then – Yeah, you're an athlete. You don't have a chance. Yeah. And, holy and you're a good athlete, so. They do. They, they, just, they just spew them out. I mean, over and over again. It's unbelievable. Same with Worth yeah. County. Because they said, you know, Swayback's a good quarterback, but then they they had the sophomore kid that, you know, people are really high on too. So even next year, you know, they'll be – I don't know what they're going to lose along the offensive line or if that really matters all that much. Because um, my guess would be they have guys ready to step in there too. So but, – but, yeah, you're right. Um, that was actually the last time I. It's the last time I really saw a good defense, a good defensive game. Which, now that I think about it, in 2018, I think it was a district title game between Stanbury and North County. Was it was an excellent game too, because it it looked more like a good defensive 11 man game, you know, like. 20 to 17 was the type of score you were getting just because those teams were so stacked defensively that I don't know. So, but um, another game I kind of had circled that's interesting um, to me because uh, they're kind of blue bloods that are really not that interesting season to start. Uh, you know, Albany's coming off that 50-point loss. Mountain City is just depleted um, after what the last two years of graduation have done to them. You you know Coach Fountain. Um, and, you know, I know Mountain City's always going to give you a good effort. Um, but if you're Albany, you know, what's the mindset, you know, in practice this week and going into this game? Yeah, I mean, you're playing – I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing against a football team or a, that, that has a known – they know how to win. They've won before, so it's not like you're playing – I mean, at the end of the day, when you have a culture like that, I mean, Mount City knows how to win. I mean, I know they uh, got beat – was it week one they lost? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, they're going to learn. I mean, I'm sure they're, they got some young kids that they're learning with and some learning curves. I don't know exactly what it looks like for them, but for Albany, it's like, 
obviously you got dunked last week. Here's a chance to, to rebound. We got to show people. And at the end of the day, beating Mountain City is a good uh, would be a big win, whatever year it is. At the I mean, I just think, um, especially I think where is it at? Tell me. I want to say it's at Mountain City this year. I think it was at home last year. Uh, no, I, th- I think it's no, it is. Albany. It is. It it's at Albany. You're right. So I mean, they come to your place. I mean, that's the game you gotta um, get back on track with because at. Because two, Mount City is a little down. It's not like it's their their normal team, but it, you also know they're going to come in and compete, be ready to go. Coach Stanford's going to have them ready to play, um, and so a chance to rebound and get it back on the right track. I mean, obviously, and get the bad taste out of your mouth after that Stanbury game. Because I mean, that's one you want to forget. You don't even want to remember it. Um, maybe even a film you don't watch the next week. Um, and just say, hey, we're done. We're moving on. Let's go. Let's go get ready for Mount City. So, be interesting to see what they do. Nice bounce bounce back game. See if um, last week is Stanbury is that good or um, Albany struggling a little bit. So you got? Uh, I'll take Albany. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> this next one, I I'll be honest. I don't know much about either one of these teams other than um, they've struggled. Um, and I, I kind of enjoy these games because I think for these teams that are struggling, it's an opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like last week, you know, Osceola and Greenfield, teams that really had it rough in week one, you know, I think the final score was like 28-22, which I think is good for kids um, to have those games yeah. that are competitive and things you can learn from. Same with this, these two teams. You know, I think Bramer, um, you know, talking to Devin, who kind of saw them over the summer, they've improved some. They're still, um, you know, not where they want to be. Um, then Keatsville, they've also struggled. Um, and so it, it's kind of difficult for me to ask a whole lot about either team. Um, and I know that, you know, at least in the time I've known you, um, you haven't been in that situation as far as having a team that, you know, struggles against the good teams and things like that. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, that's just my opinion that, you know, games like this can be good for kids. Um, and I don't know if if you have much uh, – a different opinion or anything you want to add to that. No, I think it's good. I mean, at the end of the day, um, obviously, for media's sake, like for covering – Hey, man, you give the attention to those top dogs all the time. Um, and you talk about – like you talk about the top ten. You talk about those things. I mean, that's what you normally are talking about. That's what everybody really wants to hear. But then these games, um, they are big for the kids. I mean, then you get a game where – I mean, um, it's not fun to get your brains beat in every week. I mean, at the end of the day, like no one wants no one wants to do that. So when you get a game like this and get a chance to compete, it's fun. I mean – you can you can go and and play and have a more of a even playing field for say, um, and get and get a chance to compete and see what you guys are made of. Um, and then these are the kind of games too um, for a Keatsville who's a new program, um, trying to build a culture, trying to get a stepping stones the right way. You need to you got to win some games to figure that out. 
um, to go the right direction. And then for Bramer, uh, a team that used to be, I mean, from my, what I hear, really good when they were 11 man, um, has some history of being a pretty good football team, um, of trying to build back in that right direction. They had a good summer, um, good things. I mean, it's a it's a stepping stone game. You gotta you gotta win. You gotta start winning somewhere um, to build a culture and build and and show kids how, what it takes to win. And so um, those were what, those 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 games that are maybe considered meaningless to other people, like oh they're not very good, are meaningful for the future and building building success. So. Um, I think that's that's the things that matter for those teams too, and those coaching staff. Yeah, and if you if you look at like Bramer's roster, it, it reminds me a bit of Skylar County. Um, you know, they got a freshman quarterback in Jordan Haley, um, and then you look at the rest of their stats, and it's sophomores and freshmen and things like that. Um, and so it kind of gives you hope. Um, you know, it it's not a guarantee. Um, you can line any freshman up out there. It doesn't mean that in two years they're going to be good. Um, but when they're showing progress, you know, you lead the team in rushing through three games as a – or two games as a freshman and things like that, and you gain that experience. Um, that's what, you know, you kind of lean on and hoping that, you know, Bramer and Keatsville and Skylar County and maybe you're seeing that in Santa Fe, that these teams that eventually take that next step um, to be more competitive. So, yeah. Um, and that's what those can do. So. Okay. Um, and then Saturday, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, uh, Knox County undefeated so far in their, uh, inaugural eight man season, Northland Christian, a good result against the St. Joe Christian team that looks like they need some help, um, in getting back to, anywhere near what they used to be. Um, and the Northland had, you know, struggled, uh, to say the least, last week. Um, I, I don't know what to say about this. I don't – you know, I saw Knox County this summer, and they did they did some good things. And even, you know, at that Albany camp, I had a few coaches say that um, they had seen some good things. Um, and, and one of those was Coach Thacker, and he's seen a thing or two uh, in his lifetime coaching eight-man football. So uh, from, we'll start with Coach Bass's team. What what do you what would you want to see from them? Uh, you know, when we kind of talk about this with Albany, um, after a week where, you know, I don't think he wanted to take any of the credit away from Santa Fe and the way they played, um, but he was really disappointed, um, I think, with his guys' performance. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the thing you're looking for from North and Christian, um, like I said, you told me earlier, they gave up a bunch of points to Santa Fe. Um, I think their offense is going to start clicking. I think they're going to be able to score points. It's just going to come down to um, one thing with new program or, I mean, teaching kids to play football. I mean, I know they played with St. Joe Christian. I don't know how many kids actually played, uh, have played before, how much they played before. Um, and not having a weight room as um, tackling defense and, and being able to stop people. Um, and so I'd like to see them uh, be able to to do that a little bit more. I think that'd be good. I think that's um, – if you ask Coach Bass, he'd say the same thing. Um, but um, their offense is uh, – offense 
definitely going to be clicking. I think. I, I mean, they, they got athletes, and when you got athletes and you get them in space, like the Birch kid. I mean, obviously, we said talked about him earlier. Uh, like to see just to see how they how and how they respond after a, a, a loss. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at Santa Fe uh, earlier. This will disappoint you. Two games. How many passes have they thrown? Oh, gosh. Three. <laughs> oh, too high. Too high. They have thrown two passes. Two passes. Mm. Credit to Parker Tuman, who has completed both passes. 100% on the year. You, you can't uh, do much better than that. Efficiency. Efficiency. Uh, you so, know, find out what you're good at. I, that's what I always uh, – uh, one thing I preach, I mean, coaches ask how – I mean, I've had coaches ask me how we're so good at throwing the football because uh, it's what we do. It's what we practice. I mean, we don't practice running the football very much. That's why we don't do it very much. And I always preach to coaches, like, do what you're good at. Yeah. Do what you're comfortable well, with, whatever. Get your thing and be great at it. Don't be good at everything. Like, be great at something. Like, figure out what's your – you're really good at and be be great at it. And I think that's what – when you see good teams, they're great at something. Um, and so – and they have an identity. And so that's one thing I preach to coaches is don't get too fancy. And just because we um, just because we threw the ball so much and we were good at it was because we practiced it all day every day. Like, we put the time into it. I'm not afraid to pick a ball up and throw it all day every day. Yeah. And so – Well, and, you know – not to get into your uh, your glory days, but like with your offense in general, you kind of did run the ball. It was just yeah. a forward, technically a pass, but yeah. you know, even those little screens and things like that, you know, Will Hyde and guys like that, you know, they got some of those stats because you had great athletes that would take those screens and, you know, go 50 yards. Um, yeah, for sure. So. And maybe that was, you know, Santa Fe's problem last year. They're, you know, they threw the ball 50 times. Yeah. And too much. You know, went one and seven. Too much. Too much. Um, and again, we're going at this kind of blind, not seeing, you know, I haven't seen these teams very much. But uh, does Coach Bass, is, uh, his team rebound this week or did the Eagles stay undefeated? Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to go with the rebound of, Coach Bass and Northland Christian, obvious. I just a little bit of a I don't I wouldn't say a homer pick, but as Coach Bass, a lot of respect for him, and I think they get it going. I think, um, but also interested to see what Knox County looks like after a good week one win, and I expect anticipated a, a bigger win week two, but it was a little closer than I anticipated there in that second game, and so we'll see. I'm excited to see it, but I'm going to pick Coach Bass to rebound and get him a win and get back on track. I'm going to go with Knox County. Um, and I <laughs> – mostly because we've agreed on every other pick, so I had to be different on one of them. Yeah. So, uh, I, I do think it would be a good game. Um, I know that, you know, the – Knox County had kind of taken some of what Coach Bass likes to do. Um and wanted to kind of implement a lot of that. Um, so we'll see. I, I think it'd be a good game. And uh, either way, I I mean, I think the game could go either way. Yeah, I think it'll be a good I, I, I assume they had, you know, 
a fun week of practice after, you know, what happened last week. So we'll see. Yeah. Be fun. Uh, feel bad for work. Huh? I feel bad for work. Yeah. Uh, COVID. I'm over it. Just, yeah. it just, and then you yeah, see the ramifications of it. And just, you know, I feel bad for the kids taking games away. I mean, uh, Buchanan posted on Twitter about it, just saying out of his hands, out of his control. It's just, that's the truth. And it's just like, you don't want to see kids lose games and you don't have much of a choice. And it feels like you don't have much of a choice. You just wish people would try harder to keep it from happening. I mean, there's choices yeah. we can make to do better. I'm not going to sit here and preach on that, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, honestly, it's gone better than I thought it would. You know, I, yeah. mean, I mean, it's been one team a week. So, well, I guess week one, we were good. Um, yeah. At least eight, man. I know there were some 11 man games in Kansas City that got canceled, but uh, I don't know. If we can keep it at one game a week, that's, it feels yeah. like a win almost. So. And then also, and then another thought. I mean, obviously, I didn't see much about it, but good to see the the, the kid from Stewartsville, Osborne, look yeah. to be good coming out of there. So, scary deal. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't, one hundred percent know the story, but it sounded like he, it, he didn't After really notice anything. Day. Yeah. It was weird. So. Yeah, scary, but glad everything worked out there. I mean, that's scary stuff. That's one of the things you don't want to see when it comes to football. I mean, those things, like it's a violent game, it's aggressive, but yeah. at the end of the day, those things are going to come with, with the nature of the game. Yeah. But. So, um, but as Coach Dean pointed out earlier on Twitter, we both have day jobs. So, yeah, and I can't for, wait. Uh, and I can't wait. So since we're mentioning Coach Dean, we haven't talked about him very much until the week they play Archie, so we can talk about the Drexel Archie game. I don't know when it is, but we can pick on him a little bit then. Archie by thirty. Archie by thirty. At least. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a shame we waited till the end to talk about him. We'll but... see if he listens to this song. Yeah. Well. Go ahead and check Twitter. He's mad at me now. Um, because, you know, each week on the website, I go through um, and, you know, borderline illegal probably because I'm just stealing images from Google um, and <laughs> using them uh, for the games each week. And so <laughs> instead of using Jacob Coffee, because that's really the only Drexel photo I have, I stole one of his old ones um, when he looked – uh, like Duck Dynasty and used it for uh, their games. So he, he's a little upset with me. But I question you know. his I question his um, coaching attire choices, but he gets it done. So. That's right. All right. Well, until next week.